Hey everybody, welcome back to Arcade Cozy, the coziest game room on the internet. My name is Chris. My name is Corey. And we are back again. Yeah. Corey, um, you're you back. Might, I'm back. Um, From a, I, a new location. I know. You might you might can hear it in my voice. Maybe it's maybe it's happiness. Maybe it's an echo. Um, but I am I am moved, Corey. I am in a I am in a new space. I yeah. am. It is. Uh, it's wondrous. Um, so. Yeah, long term list or long long time fans of the the podcast might remember that a year ago I made vague mention to like, hey, we're working on moving, and uh, mm-hmm. pretty soon we might be in a new house. How cool is this? Um, year later, here we are. Um, here you are. So yeah, where the here's where we are now. Um, so I'm in what will be my office that I'll gradually yeah. be setting up. And um, I, if it is echoey, I'm sorry. It's just because there's nothing in here but boxes and myself. Um, so it happens. Yeah. So it is what it is. But yeah, we we unfortunately missed last week um, because mm-hmm. of life uh, it's been such yep. a it's been such a grind to get this across the finish line <laughs> that um but now we're here now now we're we are here now we're recording now we're back now we can you know we can get on with what matters most Corey. yeah um, video games i mean it's is there Facts. another answer yeah is there another answer other than that um mm, none that i can think of no <laughs> Corey. How have you been, though, in in our absence? Uh, I've been been okay. Work is a little hectic right now. Um, I I have made enemies within my office, um, mm-hmm. which we talked about before the show. Uh, I won't get into details of it here either. Um, but you, you know, it, it happens. I I was in the right. I need this to be known. And I have been told I was in the right by upper management. Um, Doesn't change the fact that I now have a middle-aged person making it their life's mission to make mine miserable. Um, But that's life. It is what it is. We'll move on. Always fun. Don't forget about it. Don't forget about it. Um, Other than that, a little tougher at home. My wife's grandmother passed away a couple weeks ago. Uh, so we've been kind of going through with that as well on uh-huh. our end, uh, going down to see them. Um, we're going to West Virginia this weekend um, to see family. And yeah, it's been a bit of a mess all around. Been okay, but yeah. that's okay. Not, not every day is rainbows, sunshines, and roses. And, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, all, it's all ups and downs and... It's, uh, I mean, it's super tough. We've, we've talked about Mm -hmm. it plenty and, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's not, it is not a fun thing to kind of have to navigate, but you know, you guys are, guys are doing a wonderful job and it's, it's just, it'll don't really know what else to say. You'll get, it'll, it'll it'll come through. It'll buff out. Mm -hmm. It'll buff out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. Corey, I, you know, also, same thing with work. Eventually, eventually it'll. Oh, it'll, it'll buff all, out. It'll, it'll all buff I'm out. Not, I'm not worried about it. Um, yeah, I mean that's the thing. 
is there are times where I replay some of the frustrations that I had with um, my last job in my head. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know what? Like at the end of the day, like even like none of it, none of the, none of the people that I worked with then have thought about me since I don't think. And nobody, nobody cares that I'm not at that job anymore. And so they're happier. I'm happier, you know, Mm -hmm. We're, Everybody's happier than it's a net it, win. Than, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But Corey, you know, they're um, in, in lack of a good segue um, video games. Am I right? Video games. <laughs> video game. <laughs> um, yeah. We, we haven't had the chance to talk about video games. A lot of video games have uh, been coming coming our yes. way yes um, they have yeah and um yeah we are at this point we are into october um which yep. has there have even been articles Corey, talking about like is october too stacked is it i think it is is there too much happening and yeah i mean it, it is because um i mean we we talk about it plenty on here um, we, we've run down like a release window and mm-hmm. yeah, there is, uh, October Corey, Assassin's I mean, Creed Mirage, Spider-Man yeah. 2, Super Assassin's Mario Wonder, Creed. Alan Wake 2. Yep. Assassin's Creed Mirage on October 5th or Groove 2, October 5th, uh, oh Detective gosh. Pikachu returns. If you, if you want that October 6th, uh, Lords of the Fallen. The Dark Souls. Oh my gosh! Like, I completely October forgot 13th. about that. Yeah. Um, a new Hellboy game, which looks cool. I don't really know much about it, but October eighteenth. Um, yeah. Okay. Marvel Spider Man Two, October twentieth. Mm-hmm. Su- Super Mario Brothers Wonder, October twentieth. City Skylines Two, October twenty fourth. Oh, there you go. Which, um, fortunately That's for one me, pick up for you. Well, so. The they recently announced that the console editions, which is not the optimal way to play, but is the best way for me to play, um, they have been delayed to the spring. Mm, um, the PC like version, mm-hmm. yeah, per, the PC version comes out on the twenty fourth now, so that does give me a little bit of a window. Um, Metal Gear Solid Master Collection, October twenty oh fourth, and that's um, our big, that's our big one. Ghost Runner 2, which you might oh, care about, October 26th. I do care about it. Um, Alan Wake 2, yeah, October 27th. Um, also doesn't help. I mean, you know. Why? Yeah, Just, November. I mean, early November has like Like a Dragon Gaiden, November 9th. Um, Talos mm. Principle 2 might, okay. I'm not super interested, but like, you know, that comes out on the 2nd. Um, I mean, percent of five Tactica, November 17th, Super Mario RPG, November 17th. It's just all there, Corey. Yeah, it's, it is. it's just coming. It's I, I saw <laughs> they, they delayed Banishers of New Eden, the game we've talked oh. about. The They delayed that to like February and they yeah. outright just said there's too many games. We, we want a little bit. Um, We want to have like window for our game to essentially like see the light of day. Yeah, which I a hundred percent agree with. That's I the um, that yeah, is that's the, the correct call. Yeah, that's the don't nod. Um, the people that did Life is Strange, Vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, it's their like what looks like a 
ghost hunter, but is in love with a ghost action. There's a whole game. story trailer on it, actually. Yeah. yeah and it, it, it sounds very compelling. Yeah, it does. I'm it looks it. really cool. Um, but yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm more than happy to, because yeah for whatever reason everybody decided it was a good idea to go fisticuffs in october and i don't think anybody wins (laughs) no no one's winning they Um, they would have done much better to spread this from like october 1 to like december 15th yeah um yeah because i mean realistically there's not a ton i mean there's stuff but there's like you scroll through like the november release and there's not like a ton, a ton. Like the only mm. things that jump out at me are really kind of like, I mean, B tier titles, like yeah. not, not saying, but like the star ocean second story, the yeah. 2.5 mm-hmm. D kind of upper as thing. I'm kind of interested in that just because it's JRPG and it has that kind of new look to it. That could be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Thirsty suitors, which also comes out on the second. Um, I've kept up with and looks really cool. Indie, um, like a dragon Gaiden. But yeah. you know, before that, I mean, it's not, there's not like these huge things dropping between then or even in December. So there's plenty of space for somebody to just be like, you know what? Um, super Mario wonder, you know, November, November 10th. Let's just, uh, Let's just push it back. Um, the only one that I'm that I like, I don't think I would be upset about any of them doing that except for Alan Wake. I think that's a good October game. Yeah. Like if anything, they should, it should have released like today. Yeah. <laughs> or, it, sh- it should release sooner. Um, yeah, they definitely should have. Um, they goofed think, a little there. Well, and I think they also have the hype behind them that they could, they could, they could poo poo on somebody's cookies. Like they could go earlier and really kind of take the wind out of somebody's sails if they wanted to. Um, yeah. I don't I think mean, it's getting a lot of like pretty solid early reviews. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about Assassin's Creed Mirage. I want to see what Same. everybody thinks about mm-hmm. that. Um, I forgot that that was coming out. Um, when we're recording Friday. this, yeah, when we're recording this, it's coming out. Um, no, it's coming Three out days. Thursday. Oh, Thursday. I might, I might be able to play on Thursday. Hmm. 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 Yeah. Might play that. I don't know. I'm um, playing it. Well, I'm, I'm going to play it either way, but um, yeah, Corey, um, let's dive in. Let's talk about stuff. There's a little bit yeah. of news. Um, it's yeah. just stuff that's happened over the last couple of weeks since we spoke last. Um, first off, uh, Jim Ryan. Uh, yes. What, what, what's his title? President? Is he president? He's president, of Sony? He's president of Sony, uh, interactive or entertainment or whatever. Yeah. He's over PlayStation, PlayStation of America. Um, yeah. he is the, he has been the CEO since 2019. Um, he is stepping down effective, mm-hmm. um, I think March of next year. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's, um, I mean, obviously it's not like he's, I mean, he's been with Sony for years and years and years. So I'm sure he's had a hand in a lot of different stuff, but you know, it's not, I, I don't know that it's necessarily like the biggest news in the world just since, you know, he's been in the role for a few years. Um, so it's not necessarily yeah. like, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily hit the same way as I feel like 
Reggie Fisame stepping down from Nintendo yeah. of America after 15 years, you know. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, it's a, um, it's, it's a thing. Um, so I don't know. I mean, at least like scanning articles and stuff, it looks like they're, I don't know that they're like, they have a, Official CEO. It looks like mm-hmm. Hiroki Totoki, who is the, the COO, mm-hmm. currently will be interim CEO. But yeah. it doesn't look like they have like a a person in the seat to go. Um. So I don't know. Interesting, nonetheless. Just uh. Yeah. Know. He he effectively saw the launch of the PS5 and yeah. next gen and essentially stepping down, which I assume means PS5 Pro will be mm-hmm. releasing. And whoever comes in next, we'll see through that and probably PlayStation six. Yeah. Um, so it'll be, it'll be an interesting thing. Um, just to kind of see who, who goes on forward from there. I mean, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm a, people have their different like tactics and their way of kind of, um, I kind of like, I do, I think I am very partial to like the Reggie Fisames of the world and like the, like the way that Nintendo really built up his brand as like a character, as somebody Uh who was like, because you just kind of knew, like you got excited when you see him and there's, I think there's Mm -hmm. a little bit of hope that like maybe Sony will do the same thing where they'll get just this, like this, this goofy guy. This lovable man. Or even if he's not goofy, just somebody who's like, maybe they take that marketing approach where they're like, okay, like you're going to take this role, but like we're, we're going to, we're going to make you kind of weird. Like we, (laughs) we want you to do some weird stuff. Um, I think that would be fun. I'd love to see like, I'd, I'd love to see Sony have a little bit of that trajectory where they just have, you know, a little, a little bit of fun with their characters. I would, I think I would as well. You know, they, they take themselves extremely seriously um, for better or for worse. I guess that really just depends on whatever your thoughts of their direction and how they've essentially been releasing games over the last decade now, which are all like third person action adventure RPGs over the shoulder cameras. Um, Very much the direction he has led them in. Um, But I think it will be nice for them to have hopefully someone who, comes in i would say keeps the quality up i think they they, regardless of what you think of the direction and style i think mm, there's a pretty unanimous agreement that the quality is very high Uh amongst a lot of the playstation studios um hopefully someone comes in keeps that up but i think you know steps outside the box a little bit we we can only play so many as much as i love them like gruffy old parental type to rambunctious young rascal yeah stand in child or child um i mean really only looking at the last of us and the god of war series in that but yep um i mean that point was really driven home um with those two being some of the biggest games that they've released ever um oh that's the same yeah i just a little bit more wackiness a little bit more weirdness Bring Jack and Daxter back. Give us more ratchet games. Bring, you know, just have a bit more fun at the end of the day, I think is what whoever comes in next should 
I would like for them to aim to do. Yeah. And I, I mean, and I think it's a bigger conversation about just media in general um, Mm -hmm. and like the kind of pull toward, you know, this prestige kind of thing is like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, cause I, I mean, I think the aim in general is that people are like, Hey, we want to, the gamers are aging. We want to Mm -hmm. talk to like, they don't necessarily connect with the, the teens who were having like this coming of age story necessarily. Like maybe they see like reflections of things that they recognize, but it's not like this huge thing that resonates with them so much as it is so much as like a story about a, a father figure or whatever kind of going through it. Um, but I do think that you can tell a story that says something about fatherhood or about like, or even not about like specific things like that, but about like the burden of responsibility in a Mm, way that is like fun, you know, like weaving interweaving that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, I agree. I, I would love, I would love for the next in the, in a couple of years to start seeing a couple of mascot characters just rolling off the line and just Mm -hmm. really, really coming at it again. Um, yeah. I don't know. Ratchet and Clank. I I mean, it's still, it, I'm, I'm glad if nothing else that they are still making that relevant. So if they want to, if they want to come out with a rivet and, uh, what's her name, then I am here for it. I can't remember the robot's name. name. Rivet and cat. It's not cat. It can't be cat. It, 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 it was something that was like not similar to Clank or something. Kit. Riveting Kit. Kit. Okay, I was close. Yeah, you, you actually were. Like whenever you said cat, that sounded completely wrong, but you were a lot closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't let her off. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Um. Me too. Uh, and on the other side, Corey, um, Microsoft uh, had a Oof. this. I mean, I think we kind of we didn't like talk about this specifically, but we talked. I think we like vaguely mentioned a couple of the the news points that kind of came out Early as a result on, of this. Yeah. yeah but, it's, um, you know, they've been in this whole FTC thing for the last ever um and they had a massive leak come about that um, everybody's like, yeah that everybody's kind of pointing fingers at where it's like the ftc immediately is like nope wasn't us and microsoft's like yeah mm-hmm. it was and ftc's like nope not not us mm-hmm. promise mm-hmm. um and but basically it's been this it, it basically like outlined their leaked their entire business strategy for the next five six years (laughs) yes yeah um and was effectively like it's not like huge huge i mean it's huge when you're a business and it's like oh all of your stuff is being but it's not like anybody's coming out of it and just being like what in the like microsoft is planning on building a time machine who knew like you know it's just it's stuff well they're gonna need to if they're gonna want to release the other scroll six in 2025 oh (laughs) um yeah the so the things that the big things that came out whether that they have plans to release um improved versions of their xbox series x and s consoles Mm -hmm. um soonish um i think the biggest thing that was kind of like 
not soonish as in like this holiday, but, um, you know, it's sometime. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe this holiday it's, but, um, in the next year ish, um, and I think the big reveal was that even the X, because the big difference between the Series S and X is that the S is all digital and the X has mm. a disk drive. Um, and this being the X refresh, even not having a disk drive. Not, yep. I mean, no no option for that They're at going all. Full cloud. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, which is bold. I mean, it's... Um, it's bold. a it's a little, I mean, I think the, like, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a bigger conversation about just like, there are plenty of people who are just kind of like all digital now. Um, just because Mm -hmm. that's the way that things are like we do, um, you know, we stream media constantly. Like I've in this whole move process, I was looking at every movie that I have and I'm like, why do I need this? Why, why do I need to, Mm -hmm. why do I need to hold on to this? Like I can just stream it somewhere. Um, but I think especially as a gamer and like knowing the industry a little bit more closely, like there's, Mm -hmm. there's a little bit of fear in being like completely bought into a digital ecosystem, just knowing how like, you know, Xbox has been better about it, but I think about like Sony where it's like, okay, you know, what about my, okay. What about these games that I bought on the PS3 that like, I can't play <laughs> on a modern console now. They're gone. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's stuff that's still there, but it's like, I have to pull out my PS3. Like I have to hold mm-hmm. on to that. It's not something that's moving with me. And, yep. you know, and I, and God forbid, like any service just isn't, popular enough then it just kind of goes under and then you lose this whole digital catalog and so i think it's like it's a xbox has been very much in that lane for the last decade where they've been like we want always online we want it all cloud streaming and i think like the world's kind of catching up to that but um i don't know it it remains like a bold move to just be like yep every console i mean every console from here on out i would imagine the improved version plus whatever comes next would just be all cloud all you know all streaming no no disc yeah that seems likely and i think that's a fairly dumb decision Mm -hmm. um but at the same time like i understand for what xbox is going for and also other things that came out during that of where you know they they want to buy Nintendo slash if they don't see like this being successful in a few years like they'll they'll leave the game industry XYZ which they're not going to do that mm-hmm. um not having bought all of these companies to make video games for them um but uh, yeah it is a extremely interesting choice in to touch on what you said in a day where game preservation, they have taken the most seriously of the big three, but at the same time is are simply seemingly scrapping any physical game preservation. You know, you, if for Xbox games, they don't really, I guess don't have a huge physical like remarket selling value other than maybe some older some of their older games, i.e. Halo, Gears of War, X, yeah. something along those lines, but all of those are, I believe, 
able to be streamed via the cloud. Um, they're, they're gaming uh, cloud. So I get on one hand where they're coming from, but on another hand, it just feels like a bit of a slap in the face or a bit of a, just a step back from all of their game preservation talk. When can even play games outside my PS3? Oh, I still have uh, game boy color games, but I don't have a game boy anymore. And I can't access any of those games on my Nintendo switch because they don't, they don't want to bring it there. And, it it's also backwards and I feel like it should be quite simple to get right in this day and age with how much technology technology we have. And it just feels like each of these three PlayStation, Nintendo and Xbox constantly just keep like taking their own knees out from under them in this discussion of game preservation. And it's just constant shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. Well, it's hard to, I think, to like appeal to every type of gamer um, Mm -hmm. in this day and age. Whereas like, you know, you go back 20 years and it was just like, okay, every gamer, the only thing they expect because all there ever has been is just you need a game that is functional. I pop it in and I play it. And now with all of these things where it's like, okay, we, we need like a robust a digital storefront and we need a like really just like rock solid internet ecosystem for like Mm -hmm. multiplayer connectivity. And we need backwards compatibility and we need all of these like kick-ass first party titles. And we need all of these deals with all of these third party developers so that we can stay relevant with Mm -hmm. the, you know, the other, and it's like, there are a lot of things to juggle and it's like, all of the consoles do something really well. Oh, yeah. It's not it's not so much a surprise that they're not able to do everything super well, just because I think it no, is I get it. It's a you know, it's a matter of priorities. But yeah, I mean it it does I think that that does become like the concern over time. And not even just with games, but I think with digital media in general, is just like the further you get along into a digital space the easier it is to lose a little bit of that connection to like Mm -hmm. the original source material. Um, And I think there's like, I mean, it's kind of, it's a similar thing to just like reading books. Like I have, I have a Kindle, I have regular books. I like using my Kindle for the, um, just the ease of use and portability. Like if Mm -hmm. I go on vacation, I'll take the Kindle If like on my bedside table, I'll have a Kindle so I can read like a chapter before bed in the dark, like, but nothing, if, if every physical book was gone and all that was left was this tiny device where I could read these words, like there would be something sad about that because there's a, there's a level of artistry and there's a level of like that goes into book printing and the whole process of all of that and like just the feel of like physically connecting with that. And I know it's different with like video game media and movies and things like that. But yeah, I mean, I think that's, I think it's a reasonable concern to be in that place and just be like, yeah, something is, something's lost when everything Mm -hmm. all of a sudden is when you don't own anything, when it's just you're tuning in and experiencing these things in a in a way that you're like 
that's constantly changing, like constantly updated, constantly revised that nothing is like exactly the way you remember it. You know, you can't pop out the the cartridge from whenever you were yep. five years old and pop it in and have the exact same experience. Everything's being, you know, changed and updated to suit like, you know, the, the newest update and the betterest version quote unquote. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's a, um, it is a, it's a choice. Um, and Xbox is leaning into it, which you can also tell with their, they had another leaked thing, um, a controller that I guess yeah. would, uh, I think codenamed the Sibyl, Sibyl, so, um, that I think it's like big thing was that it was like direct to cloud, which yep. like, I'm not a hundred percent on what that means, but like my, my initial gut reaction would be like a controller now would be like direct to console and your console is streaming data from the cloud. But this would be like the controller is interacting with the cloud and Mm -hmm. the like you're just receiving the image and the like the video and the audio. So like your latency is significantly lower because it's actually interacting with the source data. I would imagine that's kind of the play is to kind of like go that direction also to open the door to be more of like a, Stadia-esque kind of functionality where it's like you can play anywhere. You can play on any device. You can just use this controller and it just connects to the cloud. It is is your gateway into Xbox. Yeah, I imagine. Long run, I imagine, is almost for them to get rid of consoles entirely on Xboxes in and it just being a digital like app library where... probably pretty hefty install but on your smart tv you just pull up xbox cloud gaming you have your controller no console needed you're playing starfield um i imagine that is the long run goal that that seems the most likely trajectory for microsoft and xbox at this stage um on what they're putting their money into yep um they also had they there's a huge like roadmap to 2030 doc um that like you kind of have to take with a grain of salt which even like phil spencer came out and was like you know have fun reading that outdated doc like you'll learn our plans whenever whenever our updated plans and our accurate plans whenever we share them like yeah it's possible that some of this stuff isn't like isn't relevant now but you know there was a there was a deck about a year ago where all of this stuff was was accurate um you know they also we can run through like some of it kind of quickly but like they were their next gen console was kind of being cited as a um 2028 release there were also Mm -hmm. a lot of notes about um you know wanting to buy nintendo and valve which they've never like been cagey about but you know there it was just like very very explicit like yeah we of course like yeah we'll we'll we would buy nintendo if they would give us the <laughs> give us the chance um nintendo's like lol <laughs> <laughs> um and then um another big one being uh no elder scroll 6 for until at least 2026 and uh ps5 uh may not even get it at all so yep. um which is 
maybe not like super surprising just given the trajectory of things, but um, I think Xbox has said in the past that like existing brands would stay on Sony. So it's not necessarily in keeping with that original thing, but yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, also they like, there were some internal documents kind of highlighting potential like game releases. Notably, I mean, one of, one of the ones that I would be most excited about dishonored three, Mm-hmm. Um, was shown in there, which I, I mean, is, would be a huge surprise considering Dishonored has kind of been a niche, even though it has been like a critical darling is kind of like a niche game. Um, yeah. so for them to go back and, um, I think it, I think it's from, the, it would be from the death loop developers. Um, yeah. so, and also given the fact that like, uh, Redfall was a, poo poo um it would be a nice win for the arcane folks yeah. to to <laughs> to have a new dishonored out there um so yeah a lot of um a lot of stuff that microsoft i'm sure is not happy to see no, but absolutely. it's uh yeah it's it's a thing yeah no it is a thing and it's a goof on someone's end and I think some of the things that you see in there are probably fairly true. I think some of it you can kind of just rub away as well. But I think it, it's interesting to see, I think, ultimately what it, one of these big three companies, what like they are prioritizing and like what their rough like outlining game plan is, whether or not it's like fully accurate or not. I think it's just really neat to see. OK, here's what they're going for. This seems to be priority. The these everything else, whatever you're not seeing is clearly not priority. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, and that's hard physical copies, like keeping with like more like traditional, like gaming, what we know in our, what we know as like current gaming, not culture, that's the wrong word, but I guess just like day to day, what it looks like they are actively trying to change that, whether that's for the better or worse, we'll find out as it goes. Um, you know, publicly they're acquiring companies, but internally they're pushing more cloud, more, it seems like, um, software. Yeah. Instead of the more hardware base. And uh, I think it's neat. I don't know if I like it, but it's still interesting. Yeah. It's, it is neat nonetheless, because they're, mm. you know, I mean, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, and I think the, the developers realize this is that like if they were just all the same, because I Mm. think that's kind of where we were for a little while was like, there was no, there's no individuality between the console or at least like Xbox and PlayStation where it was like most of the games coming out are kind of the same and they're not really leaning into what is their biggest strength. Um, Whereas now like, you know, Sony, leans in with their big first party titles. Xbox is leaning in with their um, cloud and their like just availability and accessibility. And like, you know, they're going for it. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's worthwhile that they're taking that approach and doing that thing. So. Yeah. We'll see how it pays off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, not a, ton a ton of stuff um mm-hmm. yeah games coming out they're what they're doing it um yeah we've been uh we've been playing some stuff even though i've uh even though i've been moving i've still been finding some time to 
to do things. Um, Corey, you've, I assume, also been playing games. Yeah, I uh, have been similar to you, been a little busy, haven't had as much time to play things. And you have, we're, we're, I think we're talking about the two games today, two games we've both been playing. And, yeah. and you have progressed much farther in yours than I have in mine. I think I went like four, five days. Not, just, not trying to say a woe was me, but like four or five days without being able to pick up anything uh, yeah. last week, yeah. which was rough. Um, so I, I'm excited to talk. I'm excited to figure out where we're at in some of these, but yeah. I'll, I'll leave the ball in your court. Where we yeah. Start. We, um, yeah, the big, the big stuff on the docket today, sea of stars, lies sea of, of P everybody. You oh. might even call this our sea of P episode, Corey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you might, um, you don't have to, you, you, you shouldn't um, see the, the sea of P flowing <laughs> strong <laughs> through this episode, Corey, um, with our P organ. Yeah. Oh yeah. The P organ. We love the P organ. Um, let's, uh, well, let's start with Liza P. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm actively it. playing now. Um, Corey, you're playing some of it as well. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I am, um, for people who are playing Liza P I'm in, I, th- I think cause all of the like fast travel points, they, break them down into like Roman numerals. I'm in area like five, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, so not, maybe I'm in five, maybe I'm in six. I don't know. I'm in three. Okay. Um, I might be in, I, I might be in six. Um, might've just started six. Um, but yeah, it is, um, long and the short, this is the, uh, Pinocchio, you, you play as Timothy Chalamet Pinocchio um, mm-hmm. in Pinocchio world. And you are, um, it's a, it is a souls like where you mm. oh, venture, yes. venture the world as Pinocchio and you fight back against hordes of uh, puppets who have begun rampaging through the streets and bludgeoning people to death with, you know, their luggage and, yep. you know, whatnot. And um, it is like, Long and the short of it, I'm liking it a lot. Um, it feels very, it feels very souls. Like it feels, Julia. you know, very familiar as like a souls experience where it's just like, you know, everything that you know about playing a Dark Souls game, whether it's like how you attack or how you level up or how you interact with certain things in the world, like it all is just kind of there. Um, for better or worse. And I like by and large, like it's just a, it's a really strong souls like type game, um, that I think has like a strong brand and strong identity mm-hmm. behind it. Like it, it is one of those things where, um, like the good of it, I think outweighs like, most of like any kind of gripes I have because it is this kind of thing where it's like, I think the, like the narrative and the world building is really strong. Like I'm liking the environments that I'm going through where I'm like, Hey, you know, it's, it's telling a lot of stories. I'm very like kind of roped into this, like this cathedral area that was kind of like the, that kind of helped uh, that's kind of acted as kind of like the launching point for this 
city's prosperity and mm-hmm. you know this um hotel that's kind of acting as a as a bastion haven for you know the people who were kind of fleeing from this event and you know i mean like there's just there's this strong storytelling narrative that's kind of going through it that i'm really digging and i think one of the things that i will give it like in in a way even above um like from games in some ways is like i i am really digging like they they're threading a good line between like what they're telling you outright and what they're just kind of like letting you explore because like souls games can be uh, like unnecessarily obtuse where it's like you yeah. find this random item and then you have to just like happen across this place and you know know to use it and you'll mm-hmm. get this thing that happens and like I think that there's a time and a place for that, but sometimes like it, in souls games, it can be a little like disheartening where it's just like, I have no, I've, I never would figure this out if I didn't just look it up, but there is like an element in, um, in this where it's like, you find this random item. It's like, you know, maybe you should go, uh, maybe you should go talk to what's his name about that. And it's like, okay, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll go talk to him and then like he'll kind of give you some clues and maybe you have to go kind of figure it out but it it gives you the breadcrumbs like it's kind of leading you there and same thing with like you know you'll fast travel and there'll be like a little portrait of a character next to this fast travel point it'll be like to basically indicate like hey uh they got they got something to talk to you about maybe you should uh maybe you should go talk to them and that's kind of nice like just having a little bit of that direction to just kind of lead you along and say, okay, here is, here's a good thing to kind of like anchor with. Um, the game's also like largely, I mean, pretty, pretty just linear across the board. Mm -hmm. There's not a whole lot of like, you're not going to be wandering off the path and discover some random area that is way outside of your level range. Like most of it's kind of like, the next level is locked behind a gate with a key that you need from this guy that you you won't get until it's time to go there kind of thing. Like, um, so in that respect, like it's a little, it may seem a little bit limiting. It may be something where you're not like, you know, you're not 100% into it if you're more used to from software games. But like as somebody who just like generally like really love the gameplay and the environment of those kind of games like it's not bugging me i think also because like not every game has to be exactly like a from software game um some games can just be like can take stuff and go a different direction um other big like plus points i mean it does have other elements like um has kind of some influence from like sekiro where uh pinocchio has like a robotic arm that you can get like different powers for. So you can have like one power that's like a grappling hook that pulls in enemies towards you or one that's like a flamethrower or one that like, you know, tosses out mines or something like that, which can really kind of change up the way that you play. And then at the same time, like, you know, the, um, your weapons, which like, I think is one of the coolest things about it is like, you know, your weapons can also be, customized in a sense Mm -hmm. where it's like you know you play a dark souls game and you have a sword and you can upgrade that sword 
And if you stop using that sword, then you just, you know, you're not using that sword that you spent all that time. But like most of the weapons, I say most because there are some like, there are some weapons that are just one piece, like one thing. Um, But most weapons are two pieces where it's like, there's a head and there's a hilt. And like the, the handle has its own attributes and the head has its own attributes and you can mix and match them. And then you can even like alter the handle. Like you can upgrade the head, Mm -hmm. but then you can alter the handle to make it like, like, uh, to like make it the stack with like certain, certain stats above other ones. And like, it's just like a really interesting, like the long and the short of it for me is that like, they're making a lot of really interesting decisions that I think are super positive. And like Lords of the Fallen is coming out in a couple of weeks. I, I mean, I don't have the confidence that Lords of the Fallen is going to make those decisions. I think Lord of the Fallen probably is going to play it pretty close to the chest where it's going to be like, Hey, we're going to just play like a souls game and we're going to do the stuff that souls games do. And this plays a lot like a souls game, but I think they're making some really smart choices that are differentiating the experience enough to be like, Hey, if you like playing a souls game, this plays like that, but it's giving you a different experience to, Mm -hmm. to some extent. And it's potentially kind of like, roping in people who were not super soulsy um, to make it a little bit more accessible, to make it a little bit more user-friendly in a way. Um, it's still hard. Like oh, um, it's very it's, hard. It's not like an easy game, but it definitely, I think um, I, I definitely think it kind of lowers the bar a little bit over a traditional from software experience. So yeah, um, I I think I agree with pretty much everything you just said. Um, I'm a little bit, I'm not quite as far as you in it due to just being busy, but also I got, so hold on, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, Liza P. Really, really enjoy playing as Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Um, I, I went with the big sword to start out. You kind okay. of have a couple of different options. Very Kino Hearts-esque, mm-hmm. um, how you want to start out slash any Souls game. Um, and I got through it, I would say relatively fine at the beginning. I think it teaches you its mechanics fairly well. Um, I do think it is very difficult. Um, I think it, I think it's on par with early dark souls difficulty and still having that little bit of not ease of life or not quality of life, like mechanics within it. I think something like an Elden Ring, there's a lot of quality of life within it to make it just a little bit mm-hmm. easier for you while still keeping some of that like real like Dark Souls, like just rage energy when it comes to the difficulty. And I think Liza yep. P encapsulates all of that. But also I'm like, this is such a long walk to like get from here to like. I to be able to get to the next checkpoint feels like an eternity, you know? Um, yeah, that comes with all souls likes. Uh, but in this one, it, it feels just an, like an, like three or four enemies too much. If that makes sense, the traditional yeah. souls like uh, path, I would say for most people who, for people who haven't played it is, you're working from bonfire to bonfire or uh, lamppost to lamppost, 
post, or in this case, um, stargazer to stargazer to get to the next boss. Um, and they kind of act as checkpoint through levels. And I would say so far in Lies of P, like that distance to get from like A to B feels a little bit longer than I really like. Or there's Mm -hmm. always some sort of thing in the middle to make it annoying enough for me to be like, oh, please, I just I just want to see this to the next like phase. And I would say that's really my only big gripe. Um, I think the game plays very well. I think it has Bloodborne energy without having Bloodborne energy, if that makes sense. It prioritizes you, I think, being aggressive in combat, trying to be on the front foot. But unlike Bloodborne, where you are kind of dashing and weaving around your enemies, in this one, they want you to essentially block. I feel like blocking and perfect blocking are the biggest... Um, uh, advantages that Liza P is looking to have timing a perfect block. Mm. That way you can get in an extra strike while the enemy's trying to recover um, feels like what they want you to have. That's uh, the parry mechanic is what they really want you to nail down. It yeah. feels like compared to uh, some other games where it's not there. I do think a lack of a posture bar with that is a bit of an interesting choice considering how I would say popular um, posture bars have been in a lot of souls likes and souls games from soft recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, so I felt that was like, that could be added in here. Cause I feel like I'm trying to break the posture um, at all times for these enemies because uh, I don't know if you noticed Chris, they can just eat hits for days. Yeah. I've, enemies are not every enemy. Most of your run of the mills are a two to three hit combo. Mm-hmm. Um, but anything above that just feels like an absolute unit to have to take down. Um, and, I, and I enjoy the challenge um, for some of them. Uh, but something like uh, the police, um, the police uh, puppet, the yep. second one that you come across yep. um, near the, the window with the lady talking to you. I got stuck there for days just could not beat him don't know what it was uh the game wanted you to perfect perfect blocking that's what it wanted me to do um i'm not talking about the initial police puppet in the opening area i'm talking about the one Mm -hmm. a little bit farther down for people who have played um after the uh, parade master uh boss fight yeah um which is the first one um yeah i found that one just brutally hard i don't know what it was could not beat him Set it down for a couple of days, came back, beat him first try. I'm like, yep, that, that's how it goes. Yeah. Uh, and since then, I've, that was yesterday, um, and I have waltz all the way to the third area with little to no trouble. I beat the big police boss fight um, first try. I, mm-hmm. The summoning effect, I think, makes it made that boss trivial for me. Yep. Um, I don't know. If it if you did that, but I did that, and it made it having two different people for that thing to target made it just a walk in the park for me, where they're either I'm blocking hits and they're like attacking from behind, or they're blocking hits and I'm attacking from behind, yep. and yeah, 
All this is to say, as someone who isn't quite the biggest lover of Souls-like games, this feels the most FromSoft of any of these that I've played, but it also feels very unique and approachable in what it's trying to do. Um, like you said, I love the weapon idea, the fact that I can mix, um, mix and match all these different weapon parts and like upgrade these different things to kind of fit how I want to play instead of, oh, this feels um, like the most like optimal for my build and it's the only weapon that can like do that for me, i.e., Maybe in Bloodborne, like the what are they called? The dual daggers or like mm-hmm. the long sword to great sword. It's like, well, this is my heavy build, this is a quick build. And 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 Lies of P, it's like, well, I can now create a like light build that has a, maybe a, a pretty hefty attack, like switched in there for for time to time. Um, or a heavier weapon that I can now make just a little bit quicker because I'm changing up my grip to it and, um, or something with a bit more range, so on and so forth. I, I feel like it adds a little bit more player freedom and choice into the game. Yeah. That I think is really neat. Um, I think the P organ, which is the overall theme, not theme, but mechanic, I would say of the game uh-huh. that really like allows you to customize your, uh, Timothy or your Pinocchio. Yep, to like your, your Chalamet, your, wink, wink. or your Chevrolet. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> my wife always okay. says uh, Timothy Chevrolet, and it's Timothy. just like an inside joke we have uh, at this point. Um, giggle, giggle. You guys giggle, must giggle. love playing Liza B together. No, she hates it. Um, <laughs> but um, I, yeah, I think it. I really love the idea. And and I want to see more of these like mashups of someone being like, you know, there's not a good like Pinocchio game, and people are sitting there like, oh well, we could do maybe like, what if we did like a you know an Animal Crossing or Stardew Valley, and someone else is like, no, what if we did some sort of like Fortnite thing where we have like Pinocchio the donkey, and everyone's like, uh, no, then there's just some guy with a cigarette in the back. What if we did a Souls like Pinocchio <sighs> game? And everyone, that's a phenomenal idea. Let's yep. do that. Yep. I want to see more of these like wacky combos because it works. It works really well. Like they nailed the tone, they nailed the vibe of a Souls game in this Pinocchio world. I think this like Victorian, like industrial London is wonderful to look at and explore. And I think that they've captured the imagination of like these mad puppets like going crazy who have been a part of everyday life. Um, like the parade master, this like police one as well, who would have held, I would say like not significant like positions within this world, but it would be very recognizable to the citizens and denizens of this world to turn them into like a very like believable, like, boss fight like oh yeah. i'm having to go through the fairgrounds and here's the parade master who's now gone crazy and i now have to take him down yeah. that's cool that yeah. is fun and i think that's what brings me back to this compared to something like which feels weird to say like dark souls one i love the medieval like fun like look of it but i found 
however it was that they had designed it and also due to just when it was made it they couldn't quite make it as i would say approachable or unique as they might have wanted at the time uh, and i think lisa p has a little bit of that benefit of that of seeing what has worked in the past for a lot of games and what can work as well and i think they've done a good good job yeah it's a little rough around the edges at times but i think overall it's really good yeah and i think though that i mean you made a couple of points there that really do resonate like it's i mean from software there's a reason there's a reason they do as well as they do and why they're kind of like a titan in the industry is because like they fine-tune the stuff to like they they know their craft and like and that's the thing is like lies of p i think is super good but it doesn't quite have the precision like you know sekiro i played through and like really felt like i got the nail in the parry system and with lies of p like it doesn't quite feel like it's there like i never quite feel like i can reliably get into the parry system and some of the other stuff like isn't you know doesn't feel as like pinpoint like like you said it'd be nice to see a stagger bar to know like how close i am <laughs> to actually being able to you know land Break some sort of weapon. devastating hit right to land some sort of hit on some enemy that's like coming at me you know um so i mean there's some of that stuff but i do appreciate as much as i love um from soft, like I, there's, you get a little exhausted sometimes of the like really grim darkness of things. Um, and it just feels a little more fun. I mean, I, I know it's not like fun is not a great word since it's a like people are being beaten in the streets and there's disease and all this kind of stuff, but it feels a lot more like full of personality than just like the world is dark and sad and everyone in it is mean and bad, you know, to, to make a little bit of a rhyme there. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy it exists. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm, uh, very much uh, all about uh, Timothy, Timothy Chevrolet's uh, interpretation of the great Pinocchio epic. So, yeah, no, I mean, I think all around something that many people, I think, including us, clowned for quite a while due to it, the idea of it. I think oh, as it got closer, kind of realized, like, wait, no, this this kind of rules actually, like steampunk. Pinocchio Souls like game. Yeah. Honestly, what a combo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I, I want to see it through to the end. I think it's not very short. Um, I don't want to spoil. I, I looked up the area slash chapter list yeah. of it to see what I was getting into. I'm like, oh, okay. That's actually not that bad. I think it's like 20 to 25 hours if you're just mainlining everything. Um, and so it's not super, it's not too bad. Will will I finish it before Assassin's Creed Mirage? No, or Spider Man? Probably not. But it feels like something. How I play a lot of Souls games, and even in Elden Ring early on, is I just kind of went from 
side of grace to side of grace to side of grace. And just like, okay, I've, I've made it to the next spot. I can put this down yeah. for today. Like today, all right, I've made it to the next stargazer. I'm good. I, I, I have dealt with everything in between there. Tomorrow I can work my way to the next stargazer. And then yeah. the next day I'm at the boss and so on and so forth. And I, I kind of like taking it in that, those bite-sized chunks. It's a, I mean, it's a super great way to, to go about it. Um, and I have full confidence that you will see uh, Timothy on to the, uh, on through this conflict. Well, thank you for your confidence. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm um, glad you have it. Yeah. Speaking of other games that you should also finish, hopefully, um, Sea of Stars. Corey, the, the mm-hmm, other mm-hmm. half of this, um, CFP, this, the CFP, um, we're about to split the P and talk about the C, uh, if you know what I'm talking about, um, mm. Sea of Stars, um, I played and finished. You are you're. currently playing and also trying to finish. Um, I'm near the end. Yeah. You're, you were getting there. You're, you're getting close um yeah i this is the indie developed um chrono trigger like i guess Mm -hmm. you could kind of like dub it um made by the same team yeah made by the same team that's um and also set in the same world as the messenger um which Mm -hmm. was a uh like ninja gaiden inspired game from a few years back that um, got a lot of press whenever it came out for like really unique um, blending of like different graphical styles and stuff where it was like it's 8-bit at one point and then 16-bit at this point that it's doing mm-hmm. this kind of stuff and it's like jumping around. Um, so Sea of Stars like has has like a, sh- you know, strong JRPG influence and then it also has like a strong art, artistic direction and influence and so it's like you know there's a lot of stuff coming from a lot of different directions by and large like really enjoyed it um it's art super great music a couple of spots where i was like eh, it's, it's not all it's cracked up to be but like there were certain songs that i really really enjoyed like that really hit it in a way that i think strong jrpg songs manage to do sometimes um the you know i think my my biggest thing with it because i i mean i played through it and enjoyed like the the combat never got me down um the environments never seemed to kind of outstay their welcome the thing I would say like my only real negative with sea of stars. Like I think there's stuff that didn't like quite necessarily hit it for me, but I think like something that legitimately in some instances made me like borderline furious (laughs) was like, um, some of the narrative choices and some of the actual like characterization, um, I think if like you've seen any sort of reviews about Sea of Stars, like their their notes where people are like, yeah, you know, like the characters are not great. Like the dialogue is not great. Yeah. Um, and and it's true. Like, you know, you have two protagonists, 
You have uh, Valer and Zale, and both of them are virtually interchangeable to the point yep. where, like, at the beginning of the game, you choose one of them to be, and there's not really any sort of, Mm-mm. like, difference in that experience. You're just choosing who is who you are running as through the world. Um, and most of the characters are like that. I would say outside of like a couple, you know, there are characters like Garl who, um, love my boy Garl. He like, he's like overly naive, but he like stands out as being this like very like influential, um, meaningful character who is like, very positive and trying to bring a lot of that energy into the world. Um, you know, there's another character, um, that you meet a little bit later on, um, named Sarai, who's like very antagonistic and very like hot headed. Um, and I think like, but she's so cool. Well, there, there's character like, even in those instances though, unfortunately, like it's one of those things where like it would be a little grating. Like it felt like a little bit too much in some instances where it was like, it's like, it just feels, it doesn't feel, it feels a little weird, which I mean, in some, in some cases, like, I mean, go back to old like SNES JRPGs and read some of that dialogue. Like, it's not like they were just, it's not like they were just killing it and writing Shakespeare out there. Um, but it's, it's a, like, you know, it's not super strong. I will like, I don't want to give away any spoilers because mm-hmm. it is kind of like a big thing, but there is kind of this big, like monumental, uh, point. Like if you, if you look at the game as like three chapters kind of like broken up, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like the end of chapter one. There's kind of like this big reveal yep. kind of thing. And yeah. it like, initially was kind of like um whoa this is this is crazy i wonder what the implications are are going to be i wonder what the story here is going to be by the end of the game like it it was making me mad like it was making me frustrated with the fact that that existed at all and the fact that like this was a decision that they thought was a good idea and that made mm-hmm. any sort of sense to anybody at any point. (laughs) And like, it's one of those things where like some of the character, some of the characterizations, some of the motivations for some of the narrative, like really kind of hit me as like, what in the hell are, am I, am I experiencing right now? Like what, who in the world thought like, this seems like it would make sense, you know, for a character to do this or a character to want this or whatever. Um, And so to that extent, like I will say, like really kind of drug the narrative down where I was like, man, like this, this just doesn't, this isn't hitting (laughs) the way that I thought. But by and large, like as like a JRPG experience where it's like, hey, I love Chrono Trigger and also genuinely like you haven't seen this yet, given like the point that you're at, but there are like some subversive stuff that really do kind of like switch things up, like switch up the experience and make things feel a little bit different um, that I think do help to kind of elevate it and help it to stand apart in kind of like a big way um, and do make the game um, more interesting. And just like, you know, little, I, I think one of the big positives is just like the little tweaks where it's like, 
you know, you'll be in a different environment and like, it'll be the same battle music, but there'll be like a slightly different tinge to it. Mm -hmm. Like to kind of like adjust to this environment or whatever. And like little characterizations like that, I think are super strong. And I think that's one of the things that this team is doing really well is that they're making these really like compelling interesting environments using these really like strong distinct art styles and musical choices even if like the narrative is like hey like i'm Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) and um yeah it's uh really enjoyed it though would you know if i if i were to give it a number i'd give it like a i'd give it a 7.5 i'd give it like a i'd give it a solid like you know um the, and that was that was one other thing that kind of like bummed me out, like thinking about um, some of the combat was, um, well, I don't want to drag it down. Some of the combat, not not like perfect, but it it's good. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Um, I, I don't want to nitpick everything, but like, um, but yeah, it's it is by no means like a perfect game. But if you love those kind of like JRPG experiences, like it's. It is a it is a good one, and I would say to play it, experience yep. it, have fun. No, I, I mean I think I'm in a similar boat, and about all of that, um, as you are there. Uh, I think it's. I'm trying to think because I've talked about it before. I, I in terms of the three acts, I think I'm at the beginning of Act Three, um, yep. at this point, um, and I and I will say it definitely has some pacing issues. Um, I think it's difficult to understand some character motivation issues as well. Um, that's for everyone as a whole, like at this point, uh, don't want to spoil it too much. Um, I'm not really spoiling anything. I, I don't think, I don't really know what like Sarah's deal is still at this point. I'm like, okay, like don't get me wrong. You're really cool. I think your powers are really, really neat. But at the same time, like, why are you here? Like, what, what do you want? I'm, I'm getting lots of hints, yep. but I don't you'll, know. You'll learn soon. I'm sure I will, but the fact that I'm almost done with the game and I'm just now learning a very, a character who has been there almost from the very beginning, um, and I'm just now really getting to know them, I, th- I feel like it's a, a mistake um, on the game's end. And yeah, I think overall it it lacks in some of the more modern ideas, i.e. the storytelling, the characters, like what a lot of people like really cling to now and are looking for like that, you know, a cloud only comes around every like so often. Um, Same with any of the, I guess, mainline Final Fantasy characters, but you know, the Lear and Zale don't really stand out. I think they're neat. I think they're cool. Um, but like you said, kind of interchangeable. Um, my, my biggest gripe with the game is that it's so close to almost being a perfect game, if that uh-huh. makes sense. You know, writing's a little bit better. Pacing's a little bit better. Um, I think the progression system is very neat. I love the, the whole idea of leveling up. It's like, okay, I'm going to now. I get a couple of options. Um, and I get to choose what I level up. I wish I just had every option instead of it being almost at random. It's like, why can't I have all six options? That way, 
for the next couple levels, I can just bump my mana up because this one it somehow is so far behind everyone else's. Um, but it doesn't show up every time. Yeah. Um, something like that where I'm like, well, you know, maybe giving a little bit more choice there. And I, I'm trying not to be nitpicky here either, but I think it's such a great game that it's, it, it feels annoying that it's not a excellent to perfect game. Um, yeah. I, w- I will say the progression of like getting a new weapon, um, like, f- like I feel the impact of like finding a new weapon and like a new sword for Zale. Like the, d- the damage jump that you get is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you feel it. And going back to older places and fighting weaker enemies, you also feel it as well there. Um, sorry, my dog's barking a lot. He gets super anxious when we get to bed and he'll be fine in like <laughs> a minute. Um, yeah, overall, it's just, it's one of those things where I'm like, I, I, I love what they put down. I think it's so good. I think it's so fun. The art, the music, um, the overall like world map and exploring and all that feels so earned. And so fun and just alive, but some of the story, some of the story beats don't feel earned, in my opinion, where I'm at. I'm like, did we really, is, is that where we're really taking this, you know, right now? Like, I'm still going to keep playing yeah. one because there is enough of a story here that I am particularly interested. Um, and some of the ways that they have subverted you throughout, I've found very fun and neat. But like it's end game of where we're going. I'm like, mm, I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah. And I mean, as, as somebody who writes, um, you know, I totally understand that like writing an effective, like kind of weaving all of those points together to make something, mm-hmm. um, like, that works is tough. And, you know, I, I would generally say like, it doesn't in some ways it's kind of like, yeah, you know, I, I think, I, I think sea of stars is like a, as a world building kind of device, like really hits it where it's creating like this really cool lore and this whole thing of like solstice warriors using the solstice Mm -hmm. magic and, you know, all of these, like having to go through this ride and this whole, like this whole narrative about like what it means to be responsible for something that you didn't necessarily choose. And like just all Mm -hmm. of these different kind of things I think are really strong. Even if the entire, like, you know, who is the, who is the bad guy and why are they doing this thing and whatever? Isn't like necessarily just the most killer thing in the world. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a weird little thing, but it's, um, yeah. Sea of stars. I mean, it's, it, we need more like it at the end of the yes. day. Mm-hmm. Um, we need more of these kind of games. Um, well, we've gotten like so, three in the past year to be fair. Chain echoes, Octopath two, sea yeah. of stars. But the yeah. problem is we won't see another three like this for another three years. So, yeah, I mean, it's fortunately, I mean, these games are like, they're like people, even if they remain like a niche thing, I mean, people still, still play them. I mean, like the fact that there are like Final Fantasy gets, I know Final Fantasy has evolved a lot since it's 
days mm-hmm. like this, but you know, Final Fantasy gets a lot of hype. Dragon Quest also very hype, and you know, there remains like this nostalgic factor involved in like these SNES revival games where yeah, yeah you have games like Chain Echoes and you have games like Octopath and now like you know Star Ocean whatever game is having like this whole remake kind of thing and like you know it's just a it's there's a lot of like you know in Super Mario RPG having a remake too like you know everybody's everybody's kind of bringing back just some of that energy and I'm I'm here for it I'm all about it um so yeah I don't know I'm uh here's hoping that uh that JRPG energy continues to remain strong running yeah. in 2024 I think I mean we need we got like you said uh, Super Mario RPG um we got Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door um I think Final Fantasy 7 is coming in next year Final like Fantasy a Dragon Rebirth, Infinite Wealth which Looks so good. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Um, they've gone full persona. I don't know if you've seen the combat screens, but it's full persona. Yep. And yep. the fact that you can just jump to brawling as carry you is the sickest thing ever. Yeah. Um, I'm hyped. I'm very hyped. It's going to be the best game we've ever played, ever, Corey. Um, I hope One you're of ready. Those will be. Yeah. Um, all, any, potentially any of them. Um, Corey, um, I think this about wraps it up for today. I Do you have so. anything else before I cut you off? No, I mean, I'm excited for the next couple of weeks. Um, I know we're, we're both settling down just a little bit more in our personal lives. And sorry for everyone that we've been a little inconsistent. And like we always say, life is hectic. Why should our hobbies be? We're not making them. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think we'll be a little bit more consistent over the next couple of weeks. And I'm excited to talk Assassin's Creed Mirage, Alan Wake 2, Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Wonder. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the next couple of weeks and, and into this holiday season where I feel like life gets a little bit slower. It's a little bit busier on like some certain weekends, but fall's settling in, winter's going to be here. And I'm I'm, I, I like this part of the year. I yep. love summer. Love being outside, love seeing friends, staying up late. But I love this point of the year, too, where it's just like, okay, let's wind it down a little bit. All right, I'm going to game for a few hours this evening, have a nice bit of tea. Mm, it's going to be good. It's going to be yeah. cozy. Oh, yeah. Um, Corey, where can people find you on the internet if they want to find you on the internet? I've really only been posting on Instagram. Um, and so that is hash slinging thrasher uh, for Corey Thrasher. Um, that's really about it. I've s- haven't really posted on X a ton um, or Twitter. Um, don't really plan to either for now. We'll, we'll see uh, in terms yep. of our account. I'll, I'll still, I'll, I've fallen behind, I think, the last two, but I'll continue posting our episodes. Uh, so you can see when those drop on our uh, arcade underscore cozy. Um, I normally post photos there of what I've been playing, um, but I usually always post our episodes as well when they come out. But I've missed the last two. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. You can also email us at arcadecozy at gmail.com. Um, you can follow us at Arcade Cozy on Instagram. I haven't um, been updating that 
in a while, which is completely my bad. Um, and if you want to, behind. it's okay. Yeah, if you want to follow me on anything, I'm not really active. Um, so I would uh, point you to uh, Jim Ryan's page on mm. X. Yeah, he needs uh, some followers he's, now. He's retiring now. He needs um, Jim Jim Ryan S I E um, mm. X dot com. Find him. Um, doesn't have that many followers. Uh, only about forty two hundred. So go give him a follow. Wait a second. Get it's actually one. it's actually a parody account. Who knows? Um, who who even knew? Well. Follow him give anyway. The parody account to follow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give the parody account to follow. Um, yeah, he's because uh, I mean they're they they'll also run out of relevance before too long anyway. So yeah, um, give him yeah. give him your attention. Um, but Corey, this is uh, this has been another episode. I look forward to yes. next week. Um, yeah. Stuff's coming out. It's going to be a rapid fire experience. I'm It'd very much be, looking forward to it. It's probably Assassin's Creed Mirage. It would be my guess for us. Um, yeah. not, not a guarantee, folks, but this can be my guess. It has a lot of really good reviews early on. A lot of people yeah. were talking about it, giving it a lot of praise, getting it, getting back to its roots. And I'm excited for it. I love the setting yeah. as well. I'm super pumped yeah. for it. Yeah. Excited. Um, Corey, until next time, this has been Arcade Cozy. Life is hectic. Why should your hobbies be, be too... Yeah, we wading through that sea of pee. What, 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 yeah.